Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Pastor Jay with another show of Anointed Radio. And I'm here to be able to bring a word to you this morning. Amen. And the word is going to be coming out of, oh man, I, I had it. There you go. Coming out of Luke 6 and 37, it says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. That's the main thing that God wants us to do is to forgive, to give love because God is of love. So if there's any grudges, if there's any pain, if there's any strife towards somebody, start forgiving them. Give it to God. It's very hard to have harsh feelings for people that you pray for. Amen. And with that being said, Jeff, Father, thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. God, we thank you. We glorify you. We give you all the glory and all the praise. God, we just ask you right now in the name of Jesus, just please touch everybody that's listening. Let something be said that can encourage them, that can bring them further, that can be able to lift them up. God, plant the seed to somebody, God, that's out there, that's listening to this, that they can be able to say, what can I do to be saved? Enlarge anointed radio's territory, enlarge the reach, enlarge the, 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 the span of getting the people that do not know you, God. God, we just thank you for this morning, waking us up in this good morning, God. God, we speak blessings. We speak encouragement. We speak financial breakthroughs. We speak deliverance, God. And we say that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And what I have to say is this. You can go follow me on Anointed Jaylon on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at Pastor Jaylon on Facebook. And um, make sure you go download my single, Renew My Praise, amen, uh, on all streaming platforms. And Jesus, you make me happy. Definitely got to go follow those two, doing great things. And um, another thing I want you to do is go follow Dr. Marvinetta Clay. I was just with her last night helping her record Fly Away. Yeah, Fly Away. It's coming up soon. We so getting some vocals and stuff done up. It was great, great time in the Lord last night. So definitely check that out. But while you're waiting for Flyaway, make sure you go and get Worship Forever by Dr. Marvinetta Clay. Go to drmarvinettaclay.com, the love child. Then we have Chris Johnson um, with singchrisj.com where he's chasing after you. He's now located in Chicago, making some new music. Stay tune chris johnson sing chris j check out everything then we have chiquita andrews uh chiquita andrews coming out she already came out with the unbroken but she's coming out with new books about to be bestsellers make sure you go check that out that was my anointed radio team and all the latest announcements and we now have mr kia williams with us oh mr kia williams there she go there i am so Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And thank I'll, you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. And I got to start off mm -hmm. in an radio fashion. Mm -hmm. And that is a Pastor Jay icebreaker question. Okay. All right. It's summertime. Okay. In summertime, if Corona wasn't there, what mm. would 
favorite activity to do in the summertime? I love the movies. So I honestly probably still would be in the house, but if I had to go somewhere, um, I would go to the beach. Okay. I would go to the beach. Um, another place I would go, of course, is the movies. Um, and I probably would want to leave the country this time. This time I would want to go to, you know, go somewhere nice, you know, and just kind of leave the country. That's really what I would love to do, you know, if everything wasn't going on. Okay. So one thing I want to ask is where is your hometown and where do you reside now? I'm from Compton, California. And uh -oh. yes, and I live in Colleen, Texas. I'm prior service military. So Colleen is like a small town right by the biggest military base in Texas. Is that Fort Hood or Fort Hood? Yeah, Fort Hood. Yep. Fort Hood. It yeah. goes down at Fort Hood. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was I'm prior service too. I was at Fort Stewart. Oh, what? Okay, awesome. I'm still Georgia. Yep. US okay, Army. Cool. Salute to all. Soldiers out there, I say yes, we battles right. So, um, one thing I, I want to ask you is oh, I definitely have to ask you the poll question. I've, I've been polling for a minute, getting my, okay. my facts down with all the Christians I know that come right. on the show. So, what was the very first ministry you did in church? I was a Sunday school. Uh, teacher for the youth. So I work with, with the very youth. first. So you came to church late. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was a new one. Yeah. So you're kind, of, you're kind of out of it. We've been having a battle between the ushers and the, like the in the youth choir. So. Oh yeah, no, I came. I came in late. And you know, I was at first. I was mad about that. I was like, why would they put me with the kids? Like I felt like that was at first. You know, because I didn't have the understanding. I'm like, maybe they just don't see value in me. Maybe that. But that is where, like, I grew, you know, strongly in the word and I, you know, was able to understand the word in a different way and being able to explain and teach. Um, and then when it was time for me to move on, it was hard for me to leave, you know, so the irony of that. But, yeah. OK, so what is your very favorite scripture to teach about? Oof. Um, honestly. I would say Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That one. And there's a story of Gideon um, that I absolutely love. And that story is about tearing down um, an altar. And so long story short, in the story, the Midianites, they kept coming and ravishing the Gideon and kept ravishing the land. And Gideon, one day, he got so fed up, he said, I'm about to hide my stuff. So he went and hid it under the tree. And an angel appeared and said, no, I want, you know, the Lord wants you to go and tear down an altar your father set up. And so mm -hmm. he was like, I'm not even the favorite son, first of all, you know, so they're going to kill me, you know. Um, and, I'm, you know, my tribe is small. So, but he was obedient and he went and, and he obeyed God and his father didn't kill him, even though the people wanted him to. And so um, that was, that was probably like, like a really dope story to me, you know, that kind of really stuck with me um, that I really love to teach. Well, you know, one story I, I loved, um, and I, start, I really fell in love with it when I went to basic training at Fort Jackson. Um, it was called, okay. was when after David and Bathsheba happened, what happened okay. to David's kids? 
I felt that was so interesting because wow. the prophet told David that he disgraced the family in private, someone, but someone's going to disgrace them in public. And it, it mm. come, come to find out it was his own son, his own son, Absalom, and wow. went to war. Like his son went to war against his father because his father was out worried about his flesh and not paying attention to his own children where his where David's daughter got raped by her other brother and the brother that won the war with David killed his half brother who raped his sister. And, oh, I got to go back and read that one. Oh, it's a whole war. Like, you know, Oh my it, gosh. It's, it's Game of Thrones ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> so, David is conflicted because, you know, prophecies coming true is Son Absalom, he doesn't want to kill him, but his son is split his army into two. Right. Absalom is trying to become king and take over the forceful way. Wow. So it's it's a intense anytime anybody says, Well, the Bible's boring, you really ain't reading. It. Oh, because you gotta go read. The stories and the lessons that you learn about, you know, because the lesson I learned from that is this: you can't get too caught up in what you want as a parent. Because right. when you do that, you let your kids see an unknown danger that they shouldn't have mm. to go through. And, right. and when you don't guide your children, the world guides your children. And, this is true. And it won't be the way that you want it to be. Let me tell you the truth in what you're saying. That's the one thing when I was doing Sunday school, I found myself having to speak with parents and, and tell them the you know, the children that they have and how literally we can't forsake teaching them. You know what I mean? That was like so huge. You know, so a lot of time it's like, you know, we're in the services, we're enjoying the service, but we forget that the, you know, what the kids are processing, what they're learning and what they're, you know, uh, what they're taking in. So, and yeah, the world will teach them if you don't, you right. know? And then you're wondering when they get older, when you get older, like, why are my kids this way and that way? Because the school taught them. They've, they've learned from a friend who didn't know any better. They've learned from the TV, Disney Channel, or whatever uh, was the influence majority of the time. And that's true. And that's why we're supposed to train a child up the way they go. Correct. Think about it. Like, when, you, when a kid is at school, they're at school for eight hours a day. You're not really seeing your kid if they're, you know, if they're in a public school system or private school, you're not really seeing them until for maybe a few hours at the end of the day. So you, your time with them, and then by that time, you're feeding them and getting them to bed and talking about a day a little bit. But the pouring time is very limited. You're limited, you know, we're limited to like Saturday and Sunday, uh, maybe Friday nights, you know, but by that time, you know, we're still building and trying to create and, and stuff like that as parents. So it's important to um, as much time as you possibly can to talk to them, see see where they mind. Ask them about what you think about this, what you think about that. Um, it's so important. Amen. Because um, the children are the future, and whatever you instill will come through. Even Absolutely. if it doesn't work like it, it will come through, and either a later date or time. And you know that's why I love because King David, King David is praised in the Bible. But there was some stuff right. with him having so much duty and so much things. He still he still showed humanity that right. you know, so messed up. He still did a lot. Supposed to do. <laughs> right. 
and it showed that he was a father, but because of having, and that kind of goes out to the preachers out there. You know, I'm not gonna preach this one, but I just wanted to put come out there. Come on, tell and, him, sir. And David was the the man of the people and was so worried about people, he left his children out to dry. Wow. And why his son came to uproot him from his kingdom. Because, wow. like, I'm telling you, if you gotta go read about Tamar. And after the read first and second Samuel, it talks about the whole journey from Amy becoming king, and then second second Samuel is going to talk about, you know, this is the time during that David is not focused on his kids; he's focused on trying to hide his secret with Bathsheba and marrying Bathsheba, while his grown kids are going through it. Because everybody realized a lot of his grown kids died because of his one sin and that's how Solomon became king. Mm. Solomon wasn't the oldest. You know what? This need to be a whole segment. This yeah. whole teaching right here is a whole segment. Seriously. It could be broken down. It could be. But we talk about two decks. Amen. I love Listen, talking about David, Look, David, David was a worshiper. I'm glad we're talking about it. You know what I'm saying? David was a worshiper. Like, there was a part where David, I think that was the Ark of the Covenant was somewhere else. David sent, sent the priest to go get it. They died. Then he had to go get it himself. And I remember people say, like, you know, David danced out of his clothes and all of that. But the scripture stuff, like, he rents, he rents his own garments. And so back in that time, when a person would rent their own garments, that means they were, old, especially a king, when a king would tear his own you know, ephod or his own garments, it meant that another king had uh, conquered that king. So mm. when he was, you know, worshiping and walking miles and miles, they were like, and he ran his garments. The other priest said, well, what king have we been conquered by? And then he, you know, talks about the father, how he was conquered by uh, the king of kings. And that blew my mind that you know we think it's so much that J david just danced you know he was you know getting it in and dabbing it out in his clothes you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know he's doing electric slide and he, that's how hard we need to dance in church but it was a it was a symbolic moment to say that there's a king greater than i yeah. so like david like it's so it's so crazy like david went through a moment of depression like he was you know he went through a moment didn't he lose his son well, his his son was conquered. Uh, he well, his oldest son, well, his one of his sons got killed by Absalom. Absalom, right. Absalom got his hair caught in a tree, and that's how he got captured and killed. And right. then uh, Bathsheba miscarried, and then he had Solomon. So his whole bloodline went trickle down. Wow. I mean, they, this is it's a dope story. Somebody just not that long ago said, "Oh, you have a Davidic worship." And, you know, now I'm, I think about that and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I know what they're meaning that, you know, um, and I'm assuming that they're meaning just kind of like maybe a liberation, maybe a, you know, but, you know, when I think about David, that thing is deep. Right. It's, it, it's really powerful, but we, we call out names in the Bible like, oh, I'm like this one. I'm like that one. Like, you better know their stories. They full story. Not they just, full story. Not we just, just read not the, just the, the little, the nice little man you getting a part you getting half of it and talking about that's me you better know because because one thing is you know uh david was 
an impulsive person that a lot of people don't realize. Mm. The guy right. had him down a few times because he tried to build the temple and God said, that ain't for you. <laughs> that ain't for you. That's not for you. Let that and, go. And he kept trying to do it on himself. And, you know, it's kind of like us impulsive people that's been set down in church before. I have, you know, I put that hand right, up. Right, right. Where, where God got to sometimes got to sit you down and say, this isn't for you or not right, right now. Not right now. And, right. and and wait for the Lord doesn't mean just sit idle and drooling. Wait for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Serve God until he opens the door for you to do it. Right. Because what does a waiter do? He serves. Wow. He serves. Damn, throw that out there. Oh, so, my gosh. Man, come on. So one thing this that. Just, this, this, that's, let me tell you, to be honest with you. These are the juicy, um, thank you. These are the juicy um, interviews for me is the ones like we're talking about the word. Like this is like, honestly, um, it's even more juicy than just, you know, about myself um, because this is our life. This is the stuff that we can pull from. Right. And this is where, this is where our help comes from because a right. lot of times, a lot of people wonder, how did you get through or how did you get this knowledge? Or how did you get this wisdom? And it's like, I read my word. Like, right. The, the people in the word show you literally from the background to the background of what they gone through, you know, and David comes from humble beginnings. And, I, you know, we just talk about David, but there's so many others, you know, except Enoch. I believe Enoch, he just disappeared. Like that's some faith right there where Enoch just be like, well, I'm so faithful. God came with like, damn. Right. So, right. One thing that I can say is our music, our testimonies come from the word, come from the time and periods where we went through something and the word actually guided us to have some of these. Because a lot of this, I learned scripture through music because I didn't realize when the preacher would start saying scriptures, it was a song I heard. And I said, I know that because of what's the face of song got that scripture as a lyric of his song, you know? So it's, 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 it's amazing how the word can be elaborated in so many ways, but it's still root back to God. Right. Right. And with that being said, how did you get into gospel music? Um, wow. The, I went to, I would say when I was in the army, there was this guy and he used to always try to evangelize to me. And he said, hey, you know, you can, you know, you can sing for God. I'm like, no, I like R&B and the gospel music I heard before. There's no place for me. There's no room for my sound or what I would like. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, you can write to God. So I just personally started writing um, music to God and just how I felt. And um, I, one day I asked somebody to make me some music, like beats. And it was, it just wasn't the sound. It wasn't the sound that... Um, that I heard. So I picked up the guitar. I was like, I either, I'm going to play piano or guitar. So I walked around, I was like, do I look like I play guitar or piano? But I ended up choosing guitar. And um, that's how I, I uh, started in terms of just like genuinely writing and, and, and being a songwriter. But then actually going into the industry for in 2015 is when um, three different people came to me and said, hey, this is what God wants you to do. He wants you to go ahead and record. And I didn't believe it. And the last warning I got was there was a warning if I didn't obey. So that's how I really got started. Oh, you got one of those 
if you don't do it, a whooping or storm is going to come your way. Yeah, I got one of those. And I, at that time, I at, by, finally, at that moment, I took it serious. I said, OK, I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. And, and those those um, warnings is to take heed from, you know, I think all of us have been there. I've been there. Um, every Christian has a moment where God says, if you need to go do this, I'm tired of playing with you. I didn't send people to tell you. I didn't even showed you the word. You understood it and you didn't want to go do it. So now it's time to go forth and go do my will. And I'd rather just go when he said the first time, because those whoopings, I've went through. Like, the I, yeah, I don't want no whooping. I'm like, OK, you know, oh, I know God chases the home whom he loves and stuff, but I'm like, no, nah, I can avoid it. I had a car accident and I flipped three times and I heard I'm not done with you yet type whoop. Wow. Yeah, I shouldn't even be here. Um, 2019 presidential dad, never forget that day. And I was running from God. I was running from God's will. I was running from God um, way from my life. I wanted to do me, you know, I'm doing me. Like that was my favorite phrase until I found out that God wanted me to do better. So that was one of the things I can say to people that I will say, I'm not just doing preacher talk where I say, well, you need to go and do this because if the God I know, no, I went through this personally in all seriousness. And you, when God comes to you, yeah, you had a Jonah moment, you had a Jonah right. moment. You know, I've been in the well, you know, or the fish or whatever they want to call it. It could have been a great white. It could have been a Megalodon, whatever it was, that was a great, beast that took Jonah that ran away from every city and he even had time to take a break because he had the gorge that grew and then the worm came in the morning to eat it. I had all those moments and still ran away. So with that being said, I understand your theory and I want everybody out there to listen that's listening to understand that theory too. When God asks you to go forth in something, do it. And it's not going to, don't be fearful in doing it. Just know that if God told you he will provide. If he supplies the vision, he will he will provide it. He'll provide all your needs for it. So there's no Absolutely. need to have anxiety or anger or or fearness because on the other side, you're going to be like, why well, I didn't do it earlier? I think for myself that even when I went into, you know, going into the music industry, there was a moment where um, like for the song Yahweh, how it came about. When I got in the industry, I'm like, oh, okay, God wants me to do this. I should get a stellar award. I should be signed by a record label. <laughs> and when all of these things didn't happen the way I thought, I said, well, God, why would you tell me to come into this? And, you know, I had won this contest for a record deal. And I think I got a single deal. But the other person that won as well, we both won. It was like a tie. So they gave it to both of us. He got a record, like a full-on record deal, and I didn't. And I, I just felt rejected. And when um, I was going for Billboard, Billboard said, you're not gospel. You're a CCM sounded. You sound like uh, praise and worship. I said, really? You know, I just want to sing God's music. I, you know, I'm not even accepted over there because of the racial divide. So where do I fit? And I said, you know, I just was devastated. I didn't get that nomination for the stellar. I was broken hearted. I mean, crying. And then God said, Don't why, does this, why does this affect you so much? Why does this affect you? Why are you breaking down about this? And I realized I didn't have God first. I had my dreams first. Ah, my selfish yeah. ambitions first. And selfish ambitions was self-glorification. And I had to repent. 
and I had to get delivered, get deliverance, and I had to heal because I really wasn't healed. I, I'm thinking it was rejection. It was just redirection. It wasn't even for me. Now the person that got that record deal, they're trying to get out of their contract now. Mm. And for the stellar award, I end up learning the process of what it takes to get a stellar award. And I realized, oh, whoa, that one for me, you know, and, and even for the music and, and them saying, hey, you don't sound like this. You sound like this. I realized that God is making room for me to be able to say, hey, it's just a multicultural sound. So everything I thought was something that was for me not, you know, and I was so angry and devastated. You know, God said, I'm sending you. And, and the story of Moses, he sent Moses. He said, Moses said, who do I say sent me? And he said, tell them I am that I am sent you. Which in Hebrew, it's, it's, it's goes Yahweh. It's the tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H. And so that's where that comes from. And so that's why I said, I call you Yahweh. I realized I have to put you first because you're not first in my life. Even though I want, it sounds good. It looks good. It feels good. I got the lingo. I got the image. I got all of this stuff. I, I can pray. But the reality is I was striving for those dreams of being this great singer. And the reality is like, you know, I have, I have to repent and, and restructuring. God is just like made so much room. And I fully now at this point understand what that scripture means. Like when it says your room will make gift for you. I hear that so much. Now I, what I understand when I hear that is literally you be authentic. Be you. Don't be pastor so-and-so. Don't be brother so-and-so, evangelist so-and-so, minister so-and-so, prophet is prophet. Don't be all these other people. Be authentically you. And your role, there's a, a space that God has for you. And I, I didn't believe that. I didn't understand that at first. You know, I'm like, I can't do a whole bunch of runs. I, I wish I could. I try, but I just can't. I had that guitar and I just worship. Man, and you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing you say that because when a lot of artists go to look for their sound, they're trying to do comparison, you know, and you're, you shouldn't do comparison because if you, the music that God put on your heart is your sound and it makes you, you, you don't need to hit all these runs. If you're not a runner, don't be hitting the runs. If you're not, don't do it. <laughs> if you're, you're not hitting them long notes and, and all these other things. That's not you because God wants you to be unique. Even if you don't hit a near run, your song will be coming from your heart and the melody would be so different, you know, because I fall in place with a lot of the stuff that you're saying as well, where, you know, the, the sound sounds not gospel-ish, but mine's is more of, okay, you got that R&B kind of sound, and now you got this CCM sound. And I'm just like, I'm just, uh, that's just- I'm cool. just making music. I'm, I'm not even trying to be. For me, uh, I might feel like this is my sound one day. It, you can't put me in a box. I might come up with, with, with Christian trap music. You never know. Throw that out there, Christian trap music. I don't know if it's out there, but I might even do dabble into that. I don't know. I just believe that when God gives you a way of worship, that's your way of worship. And in the industry, a lot of times they'll try to put you in a box. But if you got to look at it, music is universal. No matter what language it is. I, I know. Um, uh, what is the song? Miracles and Wonders. I, I saw that song in Spanish and it had the same effect that I would hear it in English. And I knew it only based off because what's the song? 
Miracle Work. You're a miracle work. There you go. That song I heard in Spanish and I had the same feel. So it shows that music is universal no matter what the language is, despite the creed that if you are singing to God, that's why I believe that, you know, people were able to, to understand other people's tongues because when God is in the middle and he is the focus, everybody can get with it. And that's how it should be and not, Okay, well, because you come from this background, you sing this type and you come from this background. Man, I come from all over. So with that, right. you know, Californians, we got every we got everything. Diversity. So we get influenced by so many things that we, right. we when we make music, it, 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 am I asking a little Spanish flavor? Am I right. worship, you know, Hillsong flavor into it? It's all based off of our experience and that thing that I applaud you for really saying the words you said, because it's true. When you're authentic to your sound, you don't worry about nothing else. Even if you, you sit there and be like, I don't care if 10 people hear my song. That was my song and that was my testimony. That That's what I thought with Yahweh. I'm like, I don't think this is like, uh, you know, this isn't like a popular vibe. I don't think I'm gonna do this one. And sure enough, God said, no, that's the one. And that was the one that was about, you know, the amen. The, I had a, the original song that I had when God told me to go was amen, which was just me saying, okay, God, I agree that you want me to go and I'll go. That's what the whole song is about. Yahweh is about, I had a fear of man that was rooted in me. I uh, wanted to be a people pleaser. I wanted to be liked. And that song was about, um, going against that and, and just kind of going with God. And so, um, yeah, that that's it, it, with the sound. I didn't believe that now nah, this sound ain't going to work, but it did. Right. And, and um, it worked not just because people are responding to it. It worked because it's what God said. You see what I'm saying? And I was going to say just that too. And because you were comfortable because that's what felt like you. That right. was you, you know, when you put out a project that you don't feel like it's you, you sit there and be like, uh, eh. but when it's you, you like, I don't care what nobody say. It's just kind of like when you had your favorite toy as a kid, you're like, this is mine. I like it. I'm showing everybody. I see this toy. This is mine. Hey, 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 you see this? This is my flavor right here. You know, that's how much excitement you would have. And it's kind of going back to, you know, what you give out, what you get out is what you come back. And if, if you giving out authentic, love and your music that's what's gonna come back and that's the thing that we have to realize i say a lot but hey it is what it is god is of love and if you don't know love you don't know god right wow so and you know what I, i'm glad you said that too because um i realized too um i've seen you opened up in the scripture about luke and about forgiveness mm -hmm. and a lot of times people have the assumption well i love you uh, so I'm just going to keep myself at distance and at bay and different things like that. Um, and we've created these, yeah, we've created like these little isms to kind of, it sounds good, but it's, it's not like Christ, you know? And, um, it's interesting, like to, to love, we feel like we've maximized love. Like, oh, well, I got love figured out because it's the way I love. So I got it. And no, we have to. It's daily. We're learning love. We're learning to perfect it. It it is something to be perfected. We'll never maximize love. Yeah. You know, we will never maximize the sacrificial love. Like we're we're learning. You know, um, and we desire to do that. 
that's why it's important that we that's why God wants us to forgive people as he forgives us because right. we haven't even maximized loving him. Right. You know, and so ultimately we see God saying, listen, y'all don't know love all the way. Y'all got to constantly forgive one another for the way that you guys think love is just from your personal experience. Oh, this is what I know love to be, you know. And when you talk about love, one thing I want to put on there that I think about when I think about Jesus, Jesus was was not a sugarcoater. If he loved you. So just think about how how bold someone would be coming up to you and be like, you know what? You wrong. You're going to deny this. And I already know you're going to betray me. But I love you anyway. And that's why I'm addressing this so that when it does happen, you can still have a choice because at the end of the day. They had choices. They still had choices. God's plan was still going to happen. Judas could have came to the point because he was told before he went to go do what he did. You're going to betray me. And that was of right. Come, and if he didn't care, he could have been like, you know, just. Well, I'm going to keep him distant because I know he's going to betray. Because, you know, sometimes we feel like when God reveals things to us about people that we're supposed to just stay distant. I cut them off. You know, you're supposed to address these things because that phrase if I didn't care for you, I wouldn't say nothing means Jesus went and spoke to the people that he cared for, even in transgressions. Man. So we have to understand that part, too. It, you might not always have the just because you love somebody don't mean you're going to have comfortable conversation. Right. It's not lilies and flowers all the time. In no, fact, I remember someone walked up to Jesus and said, Someone walked up to, 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 to Jesus and said, look, I do X, Y, and Z. I, do, I follow the law. I follow the commandments. I do everything right. I'm good. And then he said, leave everything, you know, and follow me. And then the guy was like, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if I can leave everything. And, and then he said that the rich young ruler walked away sad. He walked away, you know, and, and it's, it's real. Everybody can't walk with you. Everybody can't go with you. Right. We wanted to think that God was going to say, oh, man, you do you do all that. Come on, let's go. How wonderful are you? The Lord was like, nah, that's not enough. Right. It's not enough for me. You know, and I've heard in the Bible, it says there was a moment where Jesus said, go to your father, the devil. He said, your, Satan is your daddy. Ah. Like, I don't know. See, it, he, Jesus said that to somebody? He even says, Satan, get behind thee. Satan, <laughs> get, and he was a disciple. This man, walked, this man hung out with Jesus every day. Can you imagine if you with your friend today, you hanging out, and they say, Satan, get thee behind me for something you said? Oh, my gosh. I would have been like, what you mean? That would have hurt my feelings. Like it would have hurt. It would have hurt. <laughs> I would have been like, ah, stab in the heart. So one thing, I, I, I we man, we've been teaching this morning. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people going to get a lot of word this morning. You know, it's early morning. This is my Bible study time for me anyway. So, hey, this is what you get when you get this early. You get. You. <laughs> so, one thing I would like to ask you is this. How do you, how do you, how excited are you for the event that you're part of and what do you expect to come out of it uh, with the event that's coming on, I believe, on the 25th? Uh, my expectation is that uh, people who aren't there for the gospel music, that they will have an experience where they're saying, wow, uh, I didn't know gospel can have this sound. Um, and that's really my hope, to be honest with you, is, is for someone who doesn't know God to have an experience and to say, I think, you know, I need to start praying a little bit more. I, you know, I need to start thanking God or talking to him. Um, 
you know, now don't get me wrong, the other saved people that will watch, I'm grateful. Um, but I want some unbelievers to see and to witness. You may be coming on for Snoop Dogg, but I want you to see Dietrich and say, wow, that was, oof, I didn't know gospel can do it like that. I didn't know those Christian right. singers can, those those believers can, can get down like that. That was powerful. That's my really, that's my genuine hope that we can expand beyond just the same, same audience, you know? Um, now, some of them may not, you know, hey, because Jesus can't be everybody's father, you know, because some people just have chosen not to be, to make him their father. Not that he can't be, but, be, you know, more to say that they haven't chosen for him to be. So, uh, but that's my hope is, you know, that if it reaches one or two, it, hey, I'm grateful for that. Amen. And I, I think that is going to be a great event because our mandate is to go out and spread the gospel. Right. And, and that bringing those two worlds of secular and gospel it's is yes the secular side is going to draw a whole lot of people that don't know god right and as christians instead of saying oh yeah over there with secular people no we supposed to be out there with secular people right. jesus was with secular people man i just he read that with, he didn't hang out with the people that was already saying he went out to the highways and byways and talked to the people that were lost and right. be like, you know what i know you cuss but guess what there's a better way yeah, There's a better way. out there, you know, doing stuff that you shouldn't be, could be on drugs, could be having a certain lifestyle. But guess what? There's a better way. And Man. he was a light to a lot of people that was lost. And we supposed to imitate the same light with people that are lost. That's not going to talk the way we talk. That's not going to know the is the catechisms that we all know in church. It's, it's for us to be able to draw. Kindness, ki kindness as I draw thee, right? And love and kindness have I drawn thee, right? There you go. I had half of the love and kindness. I you had it though. You had <laughs> but, it was in your heart. It was authentic. I knew what you were talking about. You see that? Right. So with that being said, that's how we draw people in to know about God because a lot of people have bad perception of God because of bad perception of people. Not yeah. because of God. It was because of the perception of God. How it was relived through people. Our responsibility is to restore relationship. Mm -hmm. And I remember when he was sitting with the tax collectors and everybody, they were like, um, your boy over here hanging out with tax collectors and, and the people from the IRS. <laughs> like, why? You know, and the gamblers, like, what's going on with that? Your boy, he supposed to be, you know, and, and, you know, he heard them and he also knew their thoughts. And he said, listen, I'm not here for uh, the comfort, the healed, and those are already together. I'm, I'm here for the sick, you know? Um, it, it's the sick that need a physician. Right. And so that's my hope with this project and this, this dream. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that the sick respond. And, you know, um, I remember when Kanye West and all of these people was like, oh my gosh, Jesus is cool now. Because Kanye West came on the scene. It was like, Jesus, let me go type him in on Google and find out who he was. Like, the numbers increased, you know, just in people searching, um, you know, because of the type of draw that he had from his mainstream fan base and different things like that. So it was like an introduction. Um, and and I'm not shocked by that. I know the Lord will use whomever. He will. He'll use whomever, whatever agenda the person or an entity, an organization may have, God will still use it for his glory. Everything works out. Even Judas's betrayal, like you mentioned, and Peter saying, you'll deny, deny me. No matter what, God's going to be glorified. 
And right. so that's what I hope with this. I genuinely hope that God is glorified and I hope it expands um, my ministry and my reach that I can go to these different places and go to these different uh, places and talk about God, whether they receive or not. You know, Cause there's many times people in the Bible, like Isaiah, uh, you know, he talked and talked and talked about, you know, repent, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and people weren't listening, but he still did it. Same right. thing with Jeremiah, Jeremiah, everybody be like, Oh, I'm not Jeremiah. I knew me in my womb and everything. And like Jeremiah didn't have a lot of conversions. Like people don't, you know, they thinking that Jeremiah was exiled, which a lot of people don't realize that. And he was beat Man. <laughs> in his king's army. I love that story. I should name one of my sons Jeremiah because yeah. Jeremiah went through some things. It he went through some things during David's day. David's bloodline got tainted based off sin. And the, each generation got worse and worse and worse all the way to the got to the point where the connection between prophet and king was horrible. And that's the reason why they got captured by Ooh. which time was Jerusalem got captured so many times because yeah. disobedient. It was Babylon, the Ammonites. Um, like there's so many knights that came and just came and just took over. They're like, hey, we got knights at the end of the name. Go ahead and get a kingdom up, you know. <laughs> so with that being said. I believe that um, we have to realize that with these, with with going through with Christ, we got to stay close to God. You know, in all those moments, you know, you might not have a great following. You might, and I'm talking to the artists out here because I, you know, I talk to artists all the time. Right. People that send music to the station. So many people that want to be like, oh, put me on and all that stuff. Let me tell you like this. Listen. Even if you don't have the biggest following. Even if you don't feel like you're the biggest singer, trust God and the doors are open. But don't let rejection change you to something that you are not. If you don't write to the loving, humble, happy person instead of the spiteful, mean, I'm going to cut anybody off person, no one, in, no one's going to want to deal with you in general. That's taking, that's just human nature. You know, people don't like conflict and people don't like people that are rough to deal with. The thing that you have to do is stay humble. You have to stay with the love of Christ and you got to stay close to Christ. And even if you, no one likes your songs, there's going to be a time where that one, hello, somebody, that one, one. hears that song and then the multitude will follow because everybody, let me tell you how it works. No one believes in you. Some people that you don't know believe in you. And then the people that know you all of a sudden believe you. Damn, that's you, just, I solved it. But here's the thing. Some we're waiting for like the physical manifestation that we can see with our eyes. But sometimes God is just wanting to use us for when that person comes before judgment, he can say, I sent my servant to you on this day, this time, with this song, this message, on this radio, mm -hmm. morning, whatever the case may be. I sent them at this time and you didn't respond. And mm -hmm. that was for that moment, God to say, You're just a marker. And that person's like to say that was a moment in time where they can't say they didn't have love. That no one got, you know, because people they're gonna be people on judgment day saying nobody loved me, nobody was there for me. He's gonna say, I ah, ah, ah. remember that one song? <laughs> right. I showed you love right there. What do you mean? I showed love. you love right there. You weren't listening. You didn't want to listen to it. You was like, nah, I ain't trying to go to church. Nah, I ain't trying to go to that revival. Nah, I ain't trying to listen to the Stella Awards at on, on BET. No, I ain't trying to do none of that. That got God in it. I ain't trying to listen to that. That's what where you you can't say that God hasn't sent 
his people out to be able to reach you. Right. So you are right about that. So with that being said, I would say is where can I, no, I have two questions for you. We're going to keep going. So we're going to keep going with this. I like this. We've been teaching. We've been interviewing. I like interviews like this because we've really been teaching. I feel like we've been doing like a whole Bible study this morning. But this so, is good. So, you know, I'm telling you, this is my Bible study hour, you know. So y'all got me at this hour. Y'all going to get some scripture in here, too. <clears throat> One thing I want everybody to know, and we'll probably just go into a break. And, um, and play her music. But one thing I want everybody to know is that go follow Jaquiel Williams on all music platforms. Download her song. Um, download all the, all her music. She got an EP. She has a single and she has her song that's on Billboard for Yahweh. And she already broke down everything for Yahweh. So with that being said, um, I want you to go follow. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go play Yahweh and um, we're going to play her whole music and we're going to end the show with that. So with that being said, everybody, this is her music, Yahweh. We're going to play a few more of her songs. We'll see you guys on Wednesday with another great artist. Much love. Stay encouraged. And see y'all next week after after the music. Y'all go home. Y'all go home. But we're going to go ahead and do a music break. And then after that, we'll see y'all next week. Love came rushing in so fear couldn't have me I thought about giving up But wanting what you promised me In the beginning you reaped on me To establish purpose in me, yeah Then it's when you spoke to me And told me to walk and believe, yeah And who do you say I am? Lead me to still waters, lead me to your altar, Yahweh, Yahweh, that's what I call you. Lead me to still waters, lead me to your altar, Yahweh, Yahweh, and you will believe. Love can rush in, in, so fear couldn't have me. I thought about giving up, but watching what you promised me. In the beginning, you went on me to establish purpose in me. And then it's when you spoke to me and told me to walk and believe. Yeah. And who do you say I am? That's what he said to me, yeah. And who do you say I am? Lead me to steal what is lead me to your to Yahweh, Yahweh. That's what I call you. Lead me to steal what is lead me.
Jesus Tearing down altars Built on false beliefs Cause I put my trust in Yahweh Cause I give my yes to Yahweh Tearing down altars They don't look like you, Jesus Tearing down altars Built on false beliefs Cause I put my trust in Yahweh Cause I give my yes to Yahweh to compromise trying to walk straight and narrow path said before you screaming at the wall Lord don't let me fall cause I'm trying I'm trying to answer the call Lord can you tell that I'm trying Speak to this mountain, tell it to me. I will put my trust in you, cause I'm trying to rise above it. Rise above it all, rise above it all, like an eagle taking flight. And so rise above it all, rise above it all, like an eagle, 
wanna be as freely and more than I want to be as free, and I know that I'm not my own. Deliver me, set me free from bondage. I'm really just one to be. I know that I'm not my own. 